prophesied. Amen. And I want to talk about something that's near and dear to the Lord. Amen. And uh, I know a lot of you all are very familiar with these scriptures that was read in your hearing. I just want to take about 30 minutes, if that, to talk a little bit about them, to kind of bring them back up to the forefront of your mind. We're going to be looking at the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Corinthians, amen, second letter uh, the Paul's uh, epistles as he wrote to the children in Corinthians. You know, Paul uh, was a mighty, mighty uh, apostle of the Lord. You know, sometimes I find myself, you know, feeling a lot like Paul, amen, because I started out on this journey and I was all backwards. Amen. I thought I had a zeal, but you know, you know how it is. Reared up in the house of a preacher. They call them PKs now, but we was just the preacher's children. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and rules were so strict and, and, and Lord knows you didn't lay in the bed on Sunday and with revival. And, and when your daddy preached about 10 revivals in the course of a quarter. Amen. You're going to be in church an awful lot. And, and you're going to get a zeal for how church ought to be. Amen. What, what you think it ought to be. But, you know, I was in church all of my youthful life. And, 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 and I thought I had it. And, and I know Paul, when he was Saul, thought he had it. He was doing great things for the world and for the government and what he thought was the church. But, but, but he learned one day on the road the man I had that pain wrong. That boy is a bad feeling when you done ran and gave your best to figure out you done messed up. And boy, it ain't nothing like the day of reckoning. All of us can remember the day of reckoning, amen? You remember them evenings when, when the sun was going down and you had got your supper and mom and dad said, come on, y'all line up. second epistle to Corinth. Amen. And it is entitled the principle of giving. Now let me do some disclaimers here. Amen. I have to first and foremost tell you why I'm under a state of chastisement today. Amen. Because I have no name. You can say what you want to say. If you don't know you've been anybody in here but God, you in the wrong place. Amen. You, you know what? You know when you got up this morning what you did, and you know what you did last night when you laid down. Amen. You know how many times, as Minister Miller said, you picked your Bible up this week, and you know how many times you looked at it and said, Not now, Lord, leave me alone. Come on. Amen. You know you, and I know me. And every time these three words should ever slip out of my lips, I know God's getting ready to do something. Whenever I tell somebody I'm not going to do something, especially as it relates to God's children. That's when he comes. Okay, boy. Come in. Let me talk to you. Amen. Whenever I tell somebody I don't like something. Amen. amen. As it relates to God, or that's when they go. He's coming. You know, because. And, and then his last one. Whenever I tell somebody, you know what? You ain't going to do that. As it relates to God's word. You know what? There go God. He's coming to me. Amen. He does it every time. And I don't know how I keep making the same mistake. Well, I made that mistake last night and I was headed one way and he told me just as plain as day, okay, son, let's go back to your last statement. All right. <laughs> well, he corrected some things and here I am and y'all just going to have to bear and grin with me. Amen. Amen. But today's lesson is an important lesson. But I feel like sometimes as pastors, sometimes we kind of you, you alienate ourselves from the children of God. Amen. When we have to talk about subjects that they don't like. Amen. Amen. So, so y'all go ahead on. Y'all had a short Sunday last Sunday, so y'all just buckle up. <laughs> Amen. 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 When, when we have to understand that, that there are some things that we don't like to do as as pastors and, and bishops of the church. Amen. Uh, we don't like to get you on our bad side. You know what I mean? 
We want you to always smile at us and be happy with us and, and just pray for us and bless us. And, and you know what we feel like? We do well, such a good job when y'all do that. But, but when we have to do that thing that we know that's going to make you mad, Sister Sean, because he keep coming in. There she go again. Ain't we talking up? Y'all know I'm using all these little things now. Amen. Because that's how you talk when you don't want to hear something. You forget all about grammar. You forget all about what Miss Fuel and Miss Sloan taught you in elementary school. And Lord knows. <laughs> Those were our elementary teachers. And we still remember they had a great impact on our lives. So here it is today. As we talk about something that we think we know. We think we know. We think we got it under control. We think we're doing the best that we can do. And here's somebody coming to tell me something different. We don't like that. We don't like that. Amen. Amen. Look at your Bibles, and I want you to look at the sixth chapter of this second book of Corinthians and the ninth chapter. I said sixth chapter, but the sixth verse. Amen. Of the ninth chapter. Y'all work with me a little bit. It's not going to be a whole bunch of preaching today. I, I pray we get there, but if we don't, y'all just be patient. Amen. The sixth verse is going to be the sixth, seventh, and eighth verse are going to be the verses. Thank you very much, ma'am. Wow. She was, I thought she was going to preach this morning. That's all right. <laughs> it's good to be on one accord. court. Um, you know, are you there yet? Amen. In that sixth verse of the ninth chapter of the book of Corinthians, it says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. And every man, according as he purposed, amen, in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, amen, or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Verse number 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. You really have to believe that. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. I want to take those three verses and I want to run all over the place today. Amen. First of all, let's, let's just start with giving. Here's my disclaimer. Walking by faith, I'm glad it's just walking by faith this morning. Amen? Amen. Because I don't want you to think for one second that because we're doing pledge cards for the year and so forth, that it prompts this message. It does not. I don't want you to think that we're unhappy or discontent with your level of giving. Amen? Because we're not. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to beat you over the head because I have some personal agenda that's not in line with God's words. I don't. I want to do this because it's time. And God laid it upon our hearts to do this such. Amen? We've not taught this lesson in quite a while. And I want to make sure as you run your race, this is the area, one of the areas that you don't fall in. Because this area, amen, leads to worship. If you don't get this part right, you don't worship right. Amen? Are y'all with me? If you don't get giving together and in the order and the format in which God has laid it, then you don't get to worship Him where He wants to be worshipped. And that's in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. It's just like any relationship. If you don't give that relationship your uttermost attention, amen, that relationship suffers. And God is saying, when you fail to give, amen, Him His time, amen, of your time, amen, then the relationship suffers. Now, He cannot require very much of us because He made the covenant that He would give. Amen? And He's done His part. Now He wants His return obligation. Amen? So let's talk about this thing. Let's talk about, first of all, the premise of giving. First and foremost, the best indicator. Y'all help me a little bit. Y'all say amen if you agree, agree with me. Amen? The best indicator of a new life 
Amen. And Christ can be identified by one's giving. Amen. 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 How can we say that with so much uh, confidence? We can say that is because the very first thing you do as you come into this new life, this new relationship, is you've got to give something. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is it that you have to give? Is it your pocketbook? No. No. Absolutely not. Is it your closet? No. Is it is it your family? No. The first thing you have to do is you have to give yourself. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. When 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 the husband and wife bequeath, or should I say a a couple in courtship begins to bequeath themselves to each other. Amen. What they are doing is they're giving themselves to each other in a form that says, now I'm saving myself only for you. I'm saving me for you. And then you save you for me. Amen. So the very first act that God requires us to do is after we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, amen, and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead and in doing so cleansed us from all of our sins and have made us a new creature. All things are passed away. Now all things have become new to include us. He wants us to give Him a new gift. Ourselves. Amen. Amen. So, so when I say to you that the most important indicator of whether or not you are a true believer is your ability to give. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Amen. I know y'all are gonna look at me. Yeah. Like oh, but now, now watch this. When we talk about giving, listen. God tests us. Yeah. You use all kind of words. You can say he tries us. He tempts us. You say all the things that you want. But the real truth of the matter is God tests us. Amen? And, and what's the best way to test a child, mom and dad? Amen? It's to give them something and see if they will give it back. Amen? Amen? You know how we did that when we were little? Mama would give us a piece of candy or a piece of cookie or something like that. Dad, too. And they would say, give me some, give me some, give me some. And, and you know, most, most kids, you know, they look at that cookie and they look back at their parents and, and guess what? <laughs> it's my cookie. It's mine. It's, 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 it's an innate thing. When we get something, we want to keep it. Amen. And God does the same thing. And then where does he ask after we give him ourselves? The best indicator, again, I say to you, is if we're willing to give him what he gave us. He gave us life. He wants it back. So we say we gave him us back. Amen. Everybody did that, right? Hey, raise your hand if you did that. Okay, I want to make sure you don't go to sleep. Some people are raising their hands so you ain't did that yet. Okay, that's okay. We're going to work with you. Amen. You're going to have to do that eventually if you expect to make it in. I just want to be frank with you on that. But now watch this. The next thing he asked of us is our substance. Our substance. Thank you, Dustin. Our substance. So God says, okay, I'll give you some stuff. And then guess what he does? He comes back and he says, give me something. Give me something. And, and, and guess what happens? The first thing we do is like... Mm-mm. That's mine. I work for that. That's mine. I, I, I don't get them. I, I, I'm, you know what? They don't see God. They don't see God. They see the preacher. And, and that's a bad rap. That's a bad rap for you to think for one minute that, that in this place, that the preacher wants what you got. That, that's a very bad rap, but that's not fair. And it is a bad rap for God, too, because God says it's mine anyway. God says it's mine anyway. Amen? So, so here's, the, here's the fact of the matter. When God says the indicator is that giving should demonstrate the first and foremost part of a new creature, he begins to say, listen, I'm not concerned with the amount you give. Amen of your substance. Are y'all with me? The children, y'all listen to this because I'm teaching now. Here's the thing. God is not concerned with how much you give. Are y'all with me? Amen. 
So you see, because here's the thing, whatever you give me ain't going to make God rich. Come on. Amen. Are y'all with me? Yeah. I mean, my little bit that I give in tithes and offerings does not in any way, shape, form, or fashion make God rich. Are y'all trying? Yeah. Yes, they're doing. He owns everything. The summer says he owns a cattle. The cattle owns a thousand hills. And somebody came back behind that and said, well, he owns the hills too. Amen. I like to go to Genesis where he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that makes me know that I don't care where the hills are, where the cattle, he owns the fish, the birds, the earth, he owns every breed. So God is not concerned with how much you give. What God is concerned with, and if you're taking notes, this is a good point to start. Listen, listen. What God is concerned with is what's left over. Yeah. Now you're going to ask me. Okay, so he's concerned with how much I got? So he can come back and ask for some more? No. No, no. Because God is concerned, number one, with what you gave in. Not the amount, but what spirit you gave it in. That's right. Because he's already told us, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, and for the sake of not being redundant, watch this. God is concerned that when you give, you give with a cheerful heart. Yes. See, and, 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 and listen, if you give, amen, everything, and then you got a bad attitude after you give, then there's nothing left. Yeah. So God is concerned with what's left after you give. Not how much you give, what's left. Are you still joyful? Can you still make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lame? Can you still serve Him with gladness even after you've given? Can you still present yourself before Him as a son of the living God and say, Lord, work on me. Here I am, Lord, I'm submitting myself as a living sacrifice. Even after I've given, because my substance wasn't important. So much so than my relationship with you. Are y'all with me? Yes. Secondly, God again owns everything. Yes. Amen. Yes. So I don't care what you give, amen, or how much you hold back, it's still the Lord's. Because yes. the Bible tells us that the earth. That's it. Is the Lord. Yes. And the fullness thereof. Yes. The earth and all, everything that the way yes. is the Lord. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. And then he come praise you the Lord. Yes. So he said, praise me for all of this stuff that you are able to use without me having to Amen. Ration it out to you. Yeah. Because he didn't just tell us you can't breathe but a little bit of air. He gives us more than enough. He didn't say you can just eat a little bit of food. He gives it to us to our plate runs over. Amen. Water. He gives us everything in abundance. Amen. That's the way God is. So here's the points that I want to make out of this first one. Number one, how much you give of your substance, it, it really doesn't matter to God. Amen. That matters to you. And because you're not going to make it rich. God is more concerned with what's left over. And then, He owns everything anyway. And then secondly, I want you to know that here's the thing. The way we continue to be cheerful in our giving so that God can see that we've got it, is God looks at your giving and your dispensation after your giving and He watches how you walk and how you talk. Yes. It's interesting that God does this because God says, I'm looking to see if they're still in love with me. Yeah, that's right. All of those things I said previously doesn't matter because I don't give because He asked me. Yeah. Everybody gets stuck on 10%. If I get stuck on, do I do I tithe off of my gross or my net? Everybody is concerned about, do I have to give if somebody blessed me with a special offering? You know, should I should I tithe on that? God says, get away from that stuff. It doesn't matter because when you give with a cheerful heart, God says, then He understands 
listen, here's how you're going to prove to me that you love me. That's right. I, That's want, right. You, I want you to take the one gift, mm -hmm. yeah. the one gift that I gave you, yes. and I want you to give it back to me. Y'all thought I was lying earlier. Mm -hmm. He takes the thing that you asked, you prayed for, and he blesses you with it, and then he says, okay, show me how you love me. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Abram was so in love with God that he Because giving says, I give because I love. And you can't stop me from giving. Just like God says, you can't give more than me. The songwriter says, you can't beat God giving. Because God proved it when he said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And he's never stopped giving after that. Amen? That's how much God loves us. He just keeps on giving. And you think he's giving it with a cheerful heart? You better believe he is. Because he loves us. See, giving is about the relationship. When I tell you I love my wife, amen? When I tell you I love my wife, we do get in those facts every now and then about money. But when I tell you I love my wife, listen, I'm telling you, when I get in her car and see these gas, guess where I'm going? Now, I could run that little short distance and bring it back on empty, but listen, when I love somebody, I know they need things. So I stop and I put gas in her car. Guess what? And now when she gets in it, she's going to say, well, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. Guess what? She, I didn't run to her and tell her, I love you, honey, so I put gas in your car. No, the action. Amen. The action. Amen. Uh, understand, when I come to church and I faithfully serve, I'm not serving so somebody will say, you know what, he's a good minister, she's a good minister. I'm serving because I love God so much that I'm going to do it because I want my actions to speak of how much I love. Yes, that is Hallelujah. When we talk about giving, it has nothing to do with the material thing. It has everything to do with the love thing. Yes. Amen. Watching your giving because God gave a very simple plan for how we're to give. Amen. I want you to look in Corinthians, amen, the 16th chapter, 1 Corinthians. I want you to turn there for me, real quick. 16th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and then spend some time with us there because God lays His plan out for us so good. Amen. Are y'all with me? Okay, so now I want you to look in verse, I think I'm right, amen, I want you to look in verse number two, now I'll start in verse number one, but I want to let you know that you put your pen in verse number two, highlight that area because a lot of times we, we, we like to go to Malachi, a lot of times we, and when you go to Malachi, people say, well that's the Old Testament, we in the New Testament now, God was under the law, we under the grave, I don't know why they can't talk about Malachi, that was them people back just confirms the gospel. And the gospel confirms Malachi. Amen. So watch this. It says, now concerning the collections for the saints. Who's the money for it? Who's the time for it? Oh, so y'all scared to answer me now. Whatever we collect is for you. You're the saints. You're the ones that God chose. He says you are the them to be lost. Now you go back in Matthew and Luke and you can find that. But watch this. Watch this. He begins to say now concerning the collection for the saints. I as I have given order, amen, to the churches of Galatia. He comes in and he says, even so do ye. Amen. He talked to the Galatians and now he's talking to us. Amen. Amen. So you're not left out of this thing. 
And he begins to say to us, watch this, upon the first day of the week, amen, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store. Okay, so watch this. There's three elements, amen, that deals with giving. First of all, amen, it says that my first principle is that my giving ought to be regular. It's 52 days, I'm sorry, 52 weeks in a year. So at a minimum, to constitute what regular means, I'm just going to use number 52. Amen? At the first day of the week, God says, lay in store, lay aside, put away, make provisions so that this would happen regardless of what else is going on. So my first principle is regularly. Nobody ought to have to remind you to give because it's a regular occurrence. It's something that we do. Now, it's interesting to me that when I break this down a little bit in my little finite mind, God says, I'm going to bless you. Listen, listen to this. you got to come go with me for a little bit. I'm going to bless you so much that every week you're going to be able to do something. <laughs> Are you all trying? <laughs> Man came up with the month thing. Man came up with the bi-weekly thing. Man came up with pledges. Man came up with the annual thing. But God said every week, I'm going to bless you. So you're going to be able to do something every week. Every week. Every week. So that, that, that means that if I'm getting paid monthly, then I'm going to break that thing down into every week of the month. Or I can take that thing and I can say, I'm just going to pay it all. But I gotta be regular, so here's my regular. So when you get your your tithes and, and your off, offering envelopes, you see that it has weekly, amen. Sometimes it's got bi-weekly, sometimes it's got monthly. And in some cases they even do quarterly, but God gave the instructions for it at the first of the week every week. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, number one, I am not just going to get paid every week, but I'm also going to lay it aside. What does that mean? It means that I'm going to take out what I know belongs to God. My substance. Because this is the way I'm going to show Him that I'm a new creature and that I really love Him because I love giving to Him. Because our relationship is that important. And I'm going to lay it aside. And, 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 and watch this. I'm going to guard it. I'm going to guard it. I'm going to guard it. That, that, that's what... You know, lay up means. Guard it. You might have a mattress. You might have a, a box, a strong box. You might have whatever it is. It might be in your checking account. But what you don't do, Will, is you don't go get that and say, you know what, the light bill is due now, but I'm not going to be in church this Sunday. So I'm going to go ahead and take care of my light bill on Monday. No, you guard that thing. Hey, light bill, you got to wait. That's not yours. Yes, sir. That's God. That's God. That's God. Okay, I've spent enough time on that because I was supposed to just hit these things briefly and go with it. Amen. Alright, so number two. Number one is regularly. Amen. Because I want to get to the promises of if you do this. Amen. Number two says that not only should I be regular, but, but, but you know what? I should, and I already covered this, put it in store. Amen. So he begins to say to me, Amen. He begins to say to me, not only regularly, but it should be systematic. I should have a procedure in place. I should have a procedure in place. Let me show you what a procedure looks like. Alright, here's what a procedure looks like. The banks are so critical. They make sure that if you don't know how to do something systematic, they do it for you. Amen. This is what systematic looks like. You get a letter 15 days before your bill is due. Your mortgage. They send you a letter and they say, hey, your amount is due on this day. Oh, amen. Okay, so now you get a letter and guess what? If you got a computer, you give them your email address. What do they do? Just want to remind you that your 
payment is due on this day. Amen. Systematic. System. Develop a system. Don't wait for man to develop it for you. In God's case, you do that because it's a relationship between you and God. Amen. Amen. Systematically, I'm going to make sure that I do what I'm supposed to concerning God's command. Systematically. System. A system says, here's a process. How many of y'all got a process for your time? Amen. 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 How many of you have seen the commercials where you see the husband and wife as they write their check out together, they lay the check there, they pray over it? Amen. Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever written your check out in the church? Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, What's funny to me is this systematic thing also means, as Paul says, you know, when I come to you, I don't want you to be gathering nothing up. That's what he was talking about in his letter. Man, I've been boasting about you all. I've been boasting about this church so much. You know, in the first, you know, what year, 13 months of buying a piece of land. You know, I mean, you know, just look at what we've done in terms of God's blessing us. Amen. I've been boasting so much and now we come to the critical year because we asked for two years. Amen. Amen. Y'all don't mind me talking about this for a little bit, do you? And I said, you know what? We would be mighty, mighty zealous if we said we're going to pay this land off in two years. I don't mean to throw you off, but I'm talking about a systematic process. Amen. And this is what we're doing in this church as a group of body uh, baptized believers. Amen. We are trying to put together a systematic approach to doing something. Amen. We do it for the world. And I just want to encourage you that we ought to do it for the church. Amen. That, that's all I want to be able to do. I want to be able to say, okay, God, here is our faithfulness because we love you. We love you, and we ask you for something, but if we're not faithful to what we ask, then we don't expect you to give it to us. So, here's my point, now getting back to the scripture. You know what, when I see you going in your pocketbooks, and you know what we used to do back in the old days? I used to see mom and dad and them counting their change. Amen? Y'all remember that? You remember how they used to preach in <laughs> You know, dad, we sound like this right here. You know, some of them had already gathered it up. But, but today, we don't need to be doing that. We got envelope that, that it should already be prepared. I'm glad that we don't have to make a lot of change because that, that became very distracting, didn't it? You know, you're down there counting money, you got to make change, and, and somebody will, well, I need five, but I need three boxes. Amen? So, 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 so systematic means that I've already got my system in place. So when it's time to come, I'm ready. I don't have to wait. I ain't got to go in my pocket and I got to hold the tray up. That's why we don't pass the tray around. Amen? Amen? Amen. Y'all haven't figured that out yet, have you? We've never passed a tray and walked about that. Amen? Maybe the first year we thought about doing it and after that first year, God says, no, it ain't going to happen. You put that thing somewhere that the people come on their own. I know, I know I got to go. But this is a lesson I need us to have. Okay, so systematically, never three. Number three. Number three. We should be able, amen, to bring whatever it is that we have to in our giving. Watch this. Watch this. It's very interesting. In a proportionate manner. What's the proportion? What's the proportion? What's the proportion? What's the proportion? The proportion is according to, look, are you looking at Corinthians? Amen. I guess I need to read it. Proportion is according to how God prospered you. I'm taking the guesswork out of it for you. Do I, do I tie on my neck, on my gross? Do I tie on, on an on offering? Somebody sent me a birthday gift. Do I give on that? How do I do that? God says proportionately as you Blessed. Are y'all with me? Amen. I know this is boring. This is a lesson that you thought you had. I just needed to bring you up to date on it. Proportionately, as you've been blessed. 
10% used to be the Old Testament way. Now God says that you've been blessed. Amen. If you've been blessed real good, then you ought to bless the Lord real good. Amen. 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 And somebody just walked up to you and said, here you go, my child. Be blessed in the Lord. Yeah. Guess what? My first action is, God, just like you gave it to me, I'm bringing it right over here, giving it right back to you. Yes, sir. You don't have to give them all, but you got to give it as you've been blessed. Yeah. Proportionately. Don't just say, well, I give $100 every week no matter what. No. Not good. Not good. Not good. Proportionately. So, regularly, amen, amen. systematically, have a process in place that you're going to do it, and then, and then, I want you to give it proportionately. It might be up here this week, and then next week you might have a little week. You might have some trials and some tribulations, and it just didn't come like it used to come, but you still gave proportionately. Amen? Are y'all with me? Now, now, let me share something with you that happens when you do these things. Because as Minister Miller said, when you do six and seven, you get eight. And God says, and I'm now back in Corinthians, the second chapter, uh, second Corinthians, the eighth uh, verse of chapter nine. He says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Yeah. Hallelujah. These are the promises of God. If you give, amen, if you give according to your purposed heart, amen, not grudgingly, but not of necessity, but loving God with a cheerful heart, God says, now, here is my promise, I'm going to make grace just act up on your side. Come on, Come on now. I'm going to make grace just pop up. Mm. Yeah. Grace is just going to, it's just going to bless you in the shit. Watch this. He said that just as plain as day. He says, give and 
I don't have to say anything to anybody because you know who you are. You know exactly what you've been doing. And now here it is. God says, I'm going to live a testimony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know I'm getting too excited now. Come on, so let me calm down. Give and it shall be given to you. Now this is what he wants to do.
make sure my family doesn't go in need for anything. Sometimes I have to tell my children, you know what, Daddy, we ask you because we know you're more likely to get it. No, uh, you ain't getting it. Not now. That doesn't mean it's a no. That just means not now. Amen? And you got to stop getting mad at God because he says not now. If you've been given like you've been prospered, if you've been given because of your relationship with him, I guarantee you, there ain't a man or woman in this room that can say, God, let me die. And, and see, we think that's just him walking with us. I'm almost done. I'm done. We think that's just him walking with us. No, no, God is saying, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never let your, 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 your obligations exceed what your ability is. God says, I'll never let that happen. In other words, he says it best when he says, I will never allow you to be tempted above your able to stand. And even in that, I will always make a way of escape. Even when you go out there and you put more on your credit card than you can deal with. If you give to me like you love me, then I'll take it back. Yes, sir. 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 Yes, sir